a podcast, resource, community, and digital media platform. This is Shmoney Radio. People rather talk about, like, you know, their sex lives than money, even with their friends. Casual stereotypes, they're kind of like microaggressions, you know, when we talk about gender. Like, they can be really, really harmful if they're repeated enough because people just start believing them, right? It enters common discourse and you start believing that you're either one thing or the other. You can't be a mathematician and an artist. I had a lot of friends and family asking me what they should be doing with their money. And we decided that we should start a personal finance education business. Um, because there really wasn't anything in the market for people that needed to learn about money, yet it's such a big part of our lives. It was like, okay, I'm going to go buy a bag of chips inside. And I went inside and I was like, this is dumb to use a credit card to buy like, you know, a $2 bag of chips. And I went in and I was like, I'm just going to use my debit card. And then it got declined. And so I was like, oh my God, this is my low moment. Like I don't even have enough money to buy a $2 bag of chips. Put that on credit card because I needed the chips to get me through that moment. (laughs) Good morning, Shmoney Honeys, and welcome back to Shmoney Radio. I am your host, Anastasia Barbuzzi, and I am happy to be back after a couple weeks of vacation and then a very surprising and painful and wild week and a half of recovering from an emergency wisdom tooth surgery. So if you were wondering where I was for a couple of weeks, why there were no new episodes of the podcast, I wish there could have been, but there was just a whole lot going on, which I'll get a bit more into in this episode. I actually took a poll on Instagram the other day to see what you wanted to hear in this episode and over the past week I had been talking about girl math quite a bit which is I'm sure a trend you're now familiar with if you're on social media at all or if you wanted to hear about how I built my emergency fund because it came in handy over the past couple of weeks and I'm always a little surprised by random poll results like this because the majority of you voted for an episode on how I built my emergency fund but in retrospect I think these are things that we don't talk a whole ton about they seem like pretty lofty goals at times but just the increase in the cost of living and day-to-day expenses and when all is said and done it can be difficult to not only start an emergency fund but not dip into it for all of life's other little things that we have to pay for. So I thought this would be a great little handy episode and I wanted to share how I've been able to build my emergency fund after, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, some pretty tumultuous years 
financially and actually in the past year, year and a half is the first time I've had a an opportunity to really build up an emergency fund and have that liquid cash to extract when I need it when there's an unexpected emergency or expense and it's felt really good to have just that backup that I can access when I need it. So we're going to break this up into five little sections. This is going to be a shorter episode but there's a lot of information in here so pause when you feel you need to. But first, I think we should start with what an emergency fund really is. <laughs> it's, it's simple, but there's a little more to it than you might think. And do you really need one? So just to give you a solid definition of an emergency fund, an emergency fund is a financial safety net for future mishaps, and or unexpected expenses, like an emergency wisdom tooth operation. Typically, an emergency fund should have like three to six months worth of expenses, but especially after the pandemic and the rise in the cost of living, a lot of experts or finfluencers, if you will, recommend saving eventually to at least a year's worth of expenses just in case something happens like another global pandemic let's say you want to not be stressing out if the world gets turned upside down again i will say that it can be a little daunting to think of saving up to three to six months worth of expenses ahead of time but even to get started, I think it's like good to set a goal for even one to two months. Start there, but I'll get a little bit more into that in the rest of this episode. It's recommended that you keep your emergency fund or funds in accounts that are easily accessible and easily liquidated. So assets in an emergency fund tend to be cash or other highly liquid assets and this reduces the need to withdraw from high interest options like a credit card or an unsecure loan or even worse you know needing to tap into a retirement fund which no one wants to have to do but sometimes you have to do what you have to do And some employers have actually established programs to encourage emergency fund savings now. So if you do have access to something like that, I think it's a great thing to take advantage of. So a little bit more on why I think everyone should have an emergency fund. Again, if you listen to this show You know that I am not a financial expert, but I can just speak from personal experience. And I really learned the importance of an emergency fund from my experience of going through a 
life-threatening car accident and having a long recovery time and not being able to work. This was about 2017, so I was much younger and I didn't necessarily have an income living in Toronto, working several jobs and being a full-time student to be able to easily build up an emergency fund. I mean, it's not easy in the first place, but I was definitely in a position where it was not the first thing on my priority list, but that whole situation of being unable to work and not having extra money to fund my expenses at the time really taught me the importance of an emergency fund. And then going through situations like, you know, having to get an emergency wisdom tooth surgery years later, just further like imprinted that in my mind and how happy I am to be able to contribute to an emergency fund now. Long story short, my husband and I were on our way back from a family trip at a cottage and I started getting some really unusual pain in my jaw and it became really difficult to even like talk or open my mouth to eat and basically the next morning my face just blew up like I was so swollen and in so much pain and I went to my dentist and basically they sent me for an emergency surgery so had to take a few days off work I got two of my four wisdom teeth taken out and it was just a lot in a very short amount of time in just a few days the other thing I'm very grateful for having just gone through this situation is the fact that I now have benefits with my job and I am super thankful for that, having not had benefits for a number of years because of just the precariousness of the industry that I work in. As a journalist and a freelance writer, the nature of the industry is really not to like offer benefits to contractors, independent contractors, or even full-time employees, which I hope that continues to change and that more people get offered benefits, but without any benefits or any coverage at all, my surgery and appointments and medications, follow-ups, everything would have came to a total of around $3,000, which is not a little amount to have to pay for a surprise expense, but I am happy to say that I was able to pay for whatever I needed to pay for up front, having access to my emergency fund, and I didn't need to stress about it. And I think having gone through this over the past couple of weeks, I've been reflecting on the importance of having an emergency fund so much because I remember how much stress I had been under following the accident I was in and a lot of it like probably 70% of my 
mental load that I was carrying was due to stressing over finances, just trying to figure out how I was going to be able to sustain myself. And I'm lucky to say that I had help from family at that time and I couldn't even live back at home. I I needed a lot of physical help. So I was pretty dependent and I told myself that I would never want to be in a situation like that again. And here I am now, today. So on to when you should start to build an emergency fund. Like anything else, like you've probably heard someone say a million times, with investing, for example, it's better to start earlier than later. And personally, I think it's really important not to wait forever in a day to start building or contributing to something like an emergency fund. But I think it is extremely, extremely vital to just your overall well-being to at least wait to contribute to something like an emergency fund until you have more than enough money to cover your basic needs and bills so that you don't have to stress out or feel guilty for contributing less some weeks. When it comes to building an emergency fund, it's kind of ironic because it sounds like something stressful that you need to prepare for, but when building it, you really want the least stress or impact on your mindset as possible. So having gone through several situations where I've needed the emergency fund or the funds from the emergency fund, I highly recommend to like take it easy on yourself. Don't stress out about contributing to an emergency fund or starting one when you literally do not have the means to because it's more important to be able to support yourself, pay for your bills, fund your lifestyle at like the most basic level, be able to buy yourself enough food and nourishment and clothe yourself and get to work. Like those things are what you should be prioritizing and thinking about first and when you do have a little bit of extra money at the end of the day then it might be a good time to start thinking about contributing to an emergency fund so that's one of my number one tips having had these types of experiences is like get all your bases covered first don't stress yourself out about it any more than you need to My next tip, and this is something that I've heard from several podcast guests on the show, from several writers on personal finance, is to create a separate account or accounts for your emergency fund or funds. This is pretty easy to do through any banking app or quick phone call to a financial advisor. And to avoid potential fees, your best bet is to transfer the money from whatever account you end up creating to your checking account when you need it because no one wants to pay fees, have money taken away from them when you really don't need to. And again, this is something that you can do easily through a banking app nowadays. So when an emergency fund expense comes up, make sure you're transferring that money from your separate 
account to a checking account so that you can avoid any fees. Again, make sure that you have open access to your emergency fund account so that let's say you get rushed to the hospital or the oral surgeon, like in my case, and you're presented with a bill that needs to be paid at that moment, you don't have to stress or worry about having no access to your emergency fund. It needs to be readily available for you to withdraw from. Now, you might be thinking, how much should I be saving? How much should I be contributing to an emergency fund? And this is totally subjective. It is totally situational. Everyone's situation is different. So no two people will be able to contribute the exact same to an emergency fund consistently. And this is nothing to feel bad or shameful over either. Once you have all your basic necessities and all your bases covered and you're able to start contributing to an emergency fund, I think it's really great to sit down, take a look at your monthly or even weekly expenses like your groceries and determine what's comfortable for you on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. I think it's really rewarding when you see how quickly that balance adds up when you're able to contribute to something like an emergency fund on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, no matter how little you're able to contribute. I believe when I started my emergency fund contributions, like a couple years ago, I just started with like $50 every time I got paid. So every other week and it seems like a little but when you're doing that consistently things do add up and increase quicker than you think. Nowadays I look to contribute $200 every time I contribute to my emergency fund and that's just the point that I'm at now and I'm able to do that now without fretting over any other everyday expenses but What works for you is what works for you. So if you do keep a budget or you have a online banking app that you use that you can see insights on like how you spend every month, where you spend every month, wherever you can track your expenses and kind of visualize them, use that to help you determine what's comfortable for you at this moment. And If within a couple of months you feel pretty comfortable and you want to contribute even, you know, five to ten dollars more, making those little increases over time feels like much less of an impact on your financial situation than all of a sudden going from a fifty to two hundred dollar contribution. So now that we've covered how to build an emergency fund. This is one of the most important parts of the process that you should take note of. And that is resisting the urge to use your emergency fund for non-emergencies. And we've all been there where we've probably had to pull money from one account to cover another expense. Or you're just tempted by something and you you know, make an excuse for why, oh, I, 
I can build this back up within a couple weeks. I'll just use this money from my emergency fund to cover this, this thing that I'm buying right now that I want. And because your emergency fund is often, you know, you put it into an account that is easy to access, it makes it that much harder to not pull from it when you don't need to pull from it. But it really is just an exercise in restraint. Like if you are committed to this goal of building up an emergency fund, it must be used for emergencies. So we do have a number of episodes all about mindfulness practices when it comes to money and practicing healthy restraint that you can go back and listen to even in you know very recent weeks past and there's plenty of tips and advice on how to do this healthily also on shmoney's instagram but maybe this should also be a separate episode or a hone your habits episode on the show of how to practice healthy restraint and resist the urge to you know pull from something like a savings account so you can let me know in the reviews or the comments but i hope this episode was helpful for you and hope it gave you some insight into how maybe you would go about building an emergency fund I know that I don't think I will, but I feel that I never want to go without one. And I really did feel so much safer and secure and supported and just less stressed about the entire situation having had access to something like an emergency fund. I can't recommend it enough. (laughs) So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode, throw some more ice on my cheek, still trying to fight a little bit of inflammation. And if you've had your wisdom teeth removed, you know. Thank you as always for tuning in. And again, if you'd like a separate episode on practicing healthy restraint with your finances, definitely let me know in the reviews you can always send a dm to shmoney radio on instagram or even contact me at any of the links in the show notes below have a great weekend and happy emergency funding talk soon this is shmoney radio Is this thing on?